Camarda Wealth offers complimentary, that's free folks, portfolio reviews to listeners. Get us your statements and we will thoroughly examine your portfolio, give you opinions on the risk and quality of each position you own, as well as how wisely we believe the whole thing holds together and how efficiently it addresses your needs and goals. At the same time, we'll also opine on how protected your assets are from financial predators, your estate plan, tax savings opportunities, and other ways we can think that you can cut risk, avoid probate, save money, and just plain get richer faster. Did I mention this service was free? Just call us at 888-CAMARDA, that's C-A-M-A-R-D-A, 888-CAMARDA, to set up your free portfolio review now. Folks, you're back with the Commander Wealth Education Leaders here at Commander Wealth Education Radio before the break. Uh, and actually, uh, um, that be, let's take a different tack on this. We're talking about giving to charity and about this time of year, uh, people looking for ways to increase their tax deductions in preparation for uh, taxes in April. And unlike the Roth conversions we spent most of the show on, you really can't get a redo on this. You've got to give the money away in uh, before the end of the year, in December, if you want the deduction. Correct. And need to be careful about, um, will you actually get a deduction if you give $2,000 to a charity, say, and it's an appropriate 501c3 charity, everything's right. But depending on the tax math and how your particular return is calculated, your income, your other deductions... You know, the, the million ways the Internal Revenue Code shaves things down to where, gee whiz, I gave $2,000 away, but I only got a deduction for 200 or nothing. You need to carefully go through the math with a trusted advisor. You can call uh, you can call and snooze with a moose if you want. He'll be happy to help you. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't take too long, you call him at 800-262-1083. Or you can just email the moose at camarda.com. T-H-E-M-O-O-S-E. Is that right? Uh, we're going to set that up, yeah. The Moose, by the time you hear this, you'll be able to email the Moose at Camarda.com. That's T-H-E-M-O-O-S-E um, at C-A-M-A-R-D-A.com. And I'll be happy to reply or get in touch with you. Um, but the, you want to carefully go through the math to make sure that the deduction is a viable one for you. We see a lot of times people give the money away, they think they get a deduction, and if they ever even notice, and most people, many people don't, they give it to a tax preparer, they run it through, they forget about it, whatever, but I see so many deductions like this evaporates. You want to make sure you're going to get it, Um, and that's very, very basic. Um, And the other thing is realize that if you're giving money to charity every time I do this math, you got to really want to help the charity because you're giving away $1,000 if you're in a 30% tax bracket, you're saving 300 bucks in tax. So the net loss to the family is still, you know, pretty profound, right? Sure. If it's, you know, otherwise it'd be taxed, you'd have a thousand less than thirty percent tax. You'd keep seven hundred, as opposed to giving a thousand dollars away, you get a three hundred dollar benefit, which last time I had my calculator at is less than half of seven hundred dollars. Um, so you got to be charitably inclined for this to work. Never make any other mistake. And there's a the couple of, you know, grats and and other, you know, other more esoteric strategies. But at the end of the day. Um, the, the family has left money after you give money away to a charity uh, than you would before, right? Sure. Okay. So the, there's, the, also you were mentioning over the break, you know, ways that IRA um, owners um, in payout mode with required minimum distributions um, can take advantage of some charitable quirks. What were those, OYS and Moose? Well, typically if you're over 70 and a half, but particularly if you're taking required distributions, if you have your – 
wherever your IRA is held at, whether it's a, a mutual fund or brokerage house, you could have them send a, your required distribution directly to a charity and you were able to get you know, 100% right off of that. Well, every year there have been extenders that have reauthorized that every year. Well, so far that has not happened in 2015, so you better stay tuned if you're used to doing that to make sure that the government before December 31st decides whether to do that or not. In some cases they've done it after the year and did and make it retroactive. So... Uh, you you want to stay pretty attuned to this to see if this is something you still want to take advantage of if it becomes available again. Good. Any uh, any overlays to that, Osadaras Sanya? Nope. No? Be charitable. Be charitable? Yes. Charity begins at home, Sanya always says, right? That's right. <laughs> the, uh, so, you, get, you know, in that vein, Sanya, what an astute segue. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. Get, <laughs> Give to your family or other lucky people. There's a couple of really ways to play this. Moose, you want to take the first ball? Well, one way is you could take advantage of the uh, gift tax exemption, and any individual can give away $14,000 a year to as many people as they'd like if they have that capability. And if, you're a, if you do it jointly with your spouse, that's $28,000 a year. You don't get a tax deduction, but it does reduce the value of your estate. Well, you don't get an income tax deduction, right? Right. right. But if, if you were fortunate enough to have a estate of significant value and you might have taxes, estate taxes due down the road, this is a way to reduce your, your, your estate value you know, systematically. Yeah. So it's a, it's a deduction for the, the unified transfer tax, which is a combined estate and gift tax system, which has a lot of similarities. But it's designed to make, if you have, you know, if you're in taxable territory, and these days you got to expect to die worth, you know, at uh, 5.3 uh, million, something like that, Rob? Mm, yeah, 5,340,000 per person. Right. Um, so if you're single, if over that, and if you're married, it'd be double that. And that includes life insurance and businesses. And it gets kind of complicated. But it's, it's a pretty high number for most people. And again, it's not what you're worth now. It's what you wind up, you know, the value at death. But if you think that you might possibly be in... Uh, that category, uh, these uh, um, annual gift tax exclusion amounts um, become useful, especially if you don't need the money. We see them a lot of times used for uh, for college funding, mm-hmm. uh, for kids and grandkids, or for to fund life insurance policies inside mm-hmm. of an irrevocable insurance trust and like that, right? Yep, and you also see it done with 529 plans where you can actually make a five-year gift in one up front. So you could put away 70000 a year per Per person and 140 if it's you and a spouse, as long as you live the full five years, you won't have that money come back into your estate. Right. So uh, go ahead, Todd. You had I was a, just going to ask a quick you question. You had a thought. I did. How charming. It's already gone. Okay. Um, now, you, <laughs> thank you, you, thank you very much. Um, <laughs> so you, you had mentioned the college funding. It was true that if, um, you know, if I'm a grandparent, which I am nowhere near that point thank you very much um but if i were a grandparent and i paid my grandkids tuition directly to the school that is outside of that fourteen thousand. i could still give the fourteen thousand to my grandchild is that correct well you would you could give the fourteen thousand to the grandchild and make uh, a direct payment to the uh to the school for the child you could also pay medical expenses right, for someone and that doesn't count but i will tell you that if the grandchild or 
person who's getting their the funds paid directly to the school, if that family was qualified for some type of need-based financial aid, that cal- the amount of money you pay directly could come back and impact their ability to get financial aid in the future as a result of that. But many cases, you know, you would rather take advantage of this type of very kind contribution. Okay. Good. So that's uh, um, the interesting uh, uh, segue. Thank you, Sonia. Um, and again, this this really, you know, inle- unless you expect there's little, you know, fist bump going on there on the air. Uh, <laughs> better than other things. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well, we just, it, uh, for once, we won't go there, Rob. But the, <laughs> Only once. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in any event, you know, that, that certainly is a, a tax-saving tip for those that might have taxable estates. And uh, if you're not sure, and again, I, I hate to keep, you know, uh, overburdening uh, the moose, but he's... Uh, He's got a broad back and wide antlers. Uh, go ahead and call him. If you're not sure if you might have a taxable state, he'd be very, very happy to uh, to go to ask him some, some pretty basic questions to ferret out, uh, to ferret out if uh, you might be exposed to this. And you call him at 800-262-1083, 800-262-1083, or email themoose at C-A-M-A-R-D-A dot com. You know, while we're on this uh, gifting topic, might it be advantageous? I'm sorry. You're going to have to tether him to the microphone, yeah. really. <laughs> Might it be advantageous if you are a high tax bracket taxpayer and you have securities with a significant gain rather than sell them and realize the capital gains, which could be up to 20 to 23.8 percent, gift it to a child or a parent who is in a much lower income tax bracket? So that if they were to sell the security, you would save a considerable amount of money. I have to go back and look at that. I haven't studied that in a long time, but it seems to me that the donee, that's the person you give the uh, um, the property to, takes over the tax basis. And I mm-hmm. think there might be a kitty tax. I'm not really sure you have to look it up, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure that you'd be able to the income split that way. Well, I'll look it but up over could, the but break. You, but you could do it with a parent who is not subject to the kitty tax. Uh, I'm not sure it's a kitty tax. Thing. I think it's a. Uh, um, it's. Uh, I'm not. Anyway, we're not. I'm not sure about that. So before you know, we'll check it over the break and, and get back to you uh, um, the, after the segment. So stand by in that thought. Please hold that thought, Moose. However, here's something that I'm sure that we will be in complete solidarity on, and that's income splitting for business owners to kids. Now, that's something you recommend all the time. Would you like to expand on that a little bit and just make believe that Sonia? Is as your child, uh, so scoot off his, his lap there, Sonia, and uh, <laughs> and what might you do if you're a business owner uh, to employ your child to save some taxes? Well, especially if I could legitimately give uh, the child or grandchild work that my, my CPA will bless for a tax deduction. Uh, if they do work for me, I can shift money. Wait, that can, might... that can really just be sweeping out well, sure. the storage room or making copies. But they or... got to legitimately do. You just can't make it up. But yeah. the idea is, if and I'm documented, but it doesn't right. have to be. But it's something that they could help out. Almost virtually every case, it's very easy to do that. Sure. I mean, so if I'm paying taxes in the twenty-five, thirty-one, thirty-five, or higher tax bracket, and I can pay a family member who, you know, could be under ten percent. Of taxes, you know, I'm doing them a favor. I'm giving them additional money. I'm getting a tax deduction. I'm getting the benefit of the work, but you know, we are reducing the overall effective tax rate to the family, and that's a wonderful thing to do. And it's a very smart thing to do. And you're not limited to the number of kids in your family that you might do that with. And you can, I have seen deductions get approved for kids as young as seven years old. I wouldn't necessarily push for that, but I have seen that happen. 
So that's um, that, that particularly if you're a business owner, and I've got the answer by the way on your on the securities gift question. So you were right. Um, the uh, was there any doubt? Huh? Was that difficult for you to say? There was, huh? Was that difficult? It's not, for you? It's not hard for me to say, but there was. There's a usually considerable doubt. <laughs> uh, but, now, Rob is uh, is very encyclopedic, and uh, it's it's rare that that he's wrong, especially in, in complex uh, tax and 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 estate planning issues. Uh, but to uh, um, the, to continue in that vein, for business owners, particularly this time of year, there's a lot of things that you can do that uh, we're not going to have time for on today's show. Call us or sit down with your tax advisor. And if you don't do year-end tax planning and have a gauge tax advisor, tax preparer, you're really missing a boat. We see it all the time. People way overpay tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars in needless taxes. But if you don't have a good qualified plan, 401K, pension plan, whatever works for you at work, you got to set it up before the end of the year in order to get the deduction. That deduction can be used. You got a quick thought on that, Rob? Well, I was just thinking about a case that I'm working on where uh, we happen to be working with a medical practice and doctor's having a really good year and the doctor contributes the most she thinks she can to her 401k profit sharing plan. But, you know, we know that we can easily double what she puts away as well as, you know, selectively decide, you know, if she wants to, you know, target other employees that are key to her. But, you know, ideas, you know, to have more money go away for the key people who own the business. Uh, and you can you can put away anywhere from 53 to 59 to hundreds of thousands a year, depending on your age and your income, that many people don't know, they don't take advantage of. Uh, I was fortunate to listen to a, 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 a guy that I've actually worked with talk about some of the really intricate things he's done since 2006 that most CPAs don't have a clue about because they don't specialize in retirement plans. You got to be. You have to have specialized education, and there's a lot of neat things that you can do. Yeah. All right, good. So uh, back to your securities question. And again, if you're a business owner, I can't emphasize this enough. I think I know the case you're referring to. And we sat down. We referred them to a CPA a couple of uh, weeks ago, actually, who, who's amazed at the potential for tax savings in their case. And that's so typical. You know, people in our experience rarely get the detailed uh, tax uh, um, uh, saving advice that they could benefit from. So it's worth asking and pressing your tax advisor or thinking about changing them. Or call the Moose. He'd be happy to give you a couple of free tips. Um, But uh, you were right about the gift of securities, Rob. Let me quote from Kiplinger's here, if I may. He's he's beating his chest with his antlers. Uh, If adult children or parents are in a 10 or 15% tax bracket, Taxable income up to 36.9 for singles and so on. They qualify for the 0% tax rate on long-term capital gains. When they sell a securities profit that would have been taxed at a rate as high as 23.8% on your return will be tax-free on theirs. Children are 18 and full-time students are 24, subject to kitty tax. Uh, so there is that. But to qualify for the special rate of capital gains, securities must have been held for at least 12 months. For securities given as gifts, though, the holding period includes a time that you own them. So that's a pretty uh, pretty easy thing to do. As we tick down to the end of the second-to-last segment, I want to thank you all for listening. And please, please take these tax tips to heart. If you haven't got them all, you didn't listen to the whole, whole show, go back and replay the entire show at wealthleader.org. Go to wealthleader.org. This and every show is archived there. Write it down. Figure out a way to take advantage of it for the end of the year. You might be amazed at how much you could save. Stay with the Camarda Wealth Education Leaders. We'll be back right after this break.
Camarda Wealth Leaders' levity is intentional as we aim to be the car talk of financial radio, entertaining, hugely funny, and offering penetrating financial insight and rare expertise across a broad spectrum of wealth-related topics. We're dead serious about money, but want you to have fun, too, and laugh all the way to the bank. Unlike many financial radio shows, this is not one long commercial or constant annuity pitch. I hate those constant annuity pitches. This is Wealth Education Radio, and we aim to share best financial practices that can truly supercharge your wealth. Do we expect some of you will want to become clients? Sure, but because the chemistry is right, and because you come to believe that the wealth leaders, that's us, can get it done better than your other choices. That's your decision. But when it comes to investing, we're fiduciaries. We put our clients' interests first, and that's a promise you can take to the bank. For more information and free reports, call us now at 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Do it now while it's on your mind, folks. All right, folks, you're back with the Commodore Wealth Education Leaders for the bonus round of year-end tax tips. Let's begin with, Rob, feed your 401k. Why might that be helpful? In 30 seconds or less, please. Well, you know, you can put away up to 18000 a year voluntarily, plus another six if you're 50 or older into your 401k plan. So why would we want to put some money away now? What's going to happen if we put that money away this year? Well, you're going to get a tax deduction for this year, and if you're in a high, ta- high, high, top, high enough tax bracket, you'd want to take advantage yeah, of it. Yeah, so even at 20 or 30%, depending on, you, 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 basically the government is subsidizing the amount of your tax bracket for the savings, so if you put in an extra $5,000 to catch up for the year to get to the max, if you have the cash laying around, and you're in a 20% tax bracket, you're still saving $1,000, right? Mm-hmm. That's $1,000 less in tax you'll pay in April, and that makes that the investment in your retirement um, for $5,000 only cost you $4,000. Is that right? The other thing that's interesting is mm-hmm. if you're a younger person and your your company 401k plan has a Roth option, if you're not in a very high tax bracket but you expect to be in the future, maybe you want to put some of that money into the Roth 401k. You're not going to get the deduction, but you will have it grow tax, def- tax deferred. You'll be able to take it out tax-free without really being penalized you know, from your tax bracket standpoint. Sorry about that. All right, that's okay, Rob. That's good. We just have to tether you to the microphone, and you'll be you'll be you know on station at all times during the stop <laughs> stop beating your head against the Bondwood door, Rob. All right, how about spend down your flex plan? Would you want to do that? Maybe, Rob. Is it time to clean out your flexible spending accounts? Oh yeah, I, I mean, I you know I always thought those were great accounts to have, you know, because most of the time they don't let you roll that money over to the next year. So if you've been making contributions, you know, particularly at work into your flexible spending account, now is the time. If you got an account value that you can't roll over, you know, to go take a, a an expenditure that's a that's an authorized expenditure to take advantage of that for tax purposes. Yeah. And uh, finally, um, at least, it, well, it, it finally for me, um, does it make sense for folks to, to try to get a sense for what their itemized deduction might be before they give the charity and so forth? We haven't talked much about the standard deduction, which is a pretty big deal these days. So if you take advantage of the standard deduction, you don't get any of the other stuff. Uh, um, you get the, the 401k, but you don't get... Um, charitable contributions and so forth, or sales yeah, tax you, deduction. You, you definitely want to be comparing and running your numbers both way to see, you know, are you going to be able to take advantage? Like, for example, you know, we live in Florida without the uh, state income tax, but a lot of people fail to take the deduction for sales tax. Yeah. But you got to be able to itemize, take advantage yeah, so of just, that. Just briefly, in a few minutes that remain to us, sales tax has been deductible for the past couple of years. You buy a car for $20,000, if the sales tax is 7%, that's 1400 bucks. 
things like that are are deductible. And instead of having to save every darn receipt like I did for decades back in the paper age, now you can call this stuff up on your credit card and your credit card statements and really put it together and then have the the, the appropriate documentation. So it's not that hard to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but things like that you should track. However, that and other itemized deductions don't matter. So the standard deduction is something everybody gets, right? You have the choice. You itemize or get the standard deduction, which is how much you say, Rob. Cipher that up for me, huh? I don't know. Substantial. It was fifty. It's like six, seven grand. I mean, it's yeah. a significant amount, and that's the that's the, the, beyond the exemptions that we get. Right. So if your if your itemized deductions don't add up to over six thousand dollars, after all the whittling down they do, adjusted gross income limitations, say five percent here, five percent there. If they don't add up to that number, it's really moot. Yep. And they might, you know, it, and if you're giving money away to, to charity because you think you might get some tax benefit from it, it may be completely illusory, illusory sure. right? Absolutely. But however, you might, you know, a lot of folks, and, and we're running down to the end of the show, so we'll have to you know, say this another time, um, that don't, you know, sophisticated taxpayers will bunch your deductions, take a standard deduction one year, and then heap up all the deductions for the following year, put it in there when it exceeds the standard deduction. Mm-hmm. And this is an easy way, it sounds complicated, but folks, it's an easy way to add significant income to your family. Because, I mean, if you can make another $2,000, you know, for some of you, that's, that's significant. It might be a couple more weeks' work or more. If you can, you know, learn enough of, of, about tax preparation and strategy to increase your, your take-home pay by that much, that could be meaningful for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Rob, as we tick down to the final moments of the show here and, and soon the final moments of the year, are there any holiday festive you know you want to give them a festivus you know uh, um the <laughs> salutation or something well i just wish that everybody has a safe and prosperous new year and that uh you know you're able to spend quality time with your family at thanksgiving and during the holidays well that's uh, that's very nice and hopefully you all had a great thanksgiving um i know that i did sign any parting uh, any parting thoughts to our listening audience that was just so warm and fuzzy. I feel so happy right now, and I hope everyone has a wonderful new year. Well, I mean, that was, I just want to, you know, scrape the velvet off your antlers. Oh. That really was, that was sweet. Anyway, happiest of holidays to each and all of you. Wonderful uh, um, and prosperous 2016. And uh, look to hear more Camarda Wealth Education Radio right here on this channel next week. Bye-bye, folks. You've invested yet another hour in Camarda's Wealth Education Radio, your one source for sublime insight on all things financial. As Ben Franklin said, pour the coins from your purse into your mind, and your mind will fill your purse with gold. Remember the Camarda Wealth Leader's warm offer of a complimentary review of your investments portfolio. That's a free analysis from the financial team with almost more letters than in the entire alphabet, an offer that makes old Ben smile even now. To get yours before we change our minds, call 888-CAMARDA. That's 888-C-A-M-A-R-D-A. Call now before we run out. That's it for this week, folks. Go forth and profit. The opinions expressed in the preceding program are strictly those of the host, guests, and callers, and may not reflect the opinions of the advertisers or broadcaster. Performance results are presented net of fees and reflect the reinvestment of dividends and capital gains. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that future performance of any specific investment or strategy will be profitable or equal to past performance levels. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Changes in investment strategies, contributions, withdrawals, and or economic conditions may materially alter the performance of your portfolio. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk. There can be no assurance any specific investment strategy will be suitable or profitable for any client's investment portfolio. Historical results for investment indexes or categories generally do not reflect the 
deduction of transaction fees or custodial charges or an investment manager's fees, the presence of which could reduce the client's actual performance results. There are no assurances that a portfolio will match or outperform a particular benchmark. Asset allocation and diversification do not assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses. Back testing involves a hypothetical reconstruction based on past market data of which the performance of a particular account would have been if the advisor had been managing an account using a particular investment strategy. Performance results presented do not represent actual trading using client assets, but were achieved through the retroactive application of a model that was designed with the benefit of hindsight. Back-tested performance results have inherent limitations, particularly that these results do not represent actual trading and do not reflect the impact of material market or economic conditions or factors that may influence the advisor's decision-making if the advisor were actually managing the client's money. Back-tested results should not be viewed as indicative of the advisor's skill, as they do not reflect the results achieved by any particular client of the advisor. Barron's rankings are survey-based and not made as a result of primary research by Barron's, but from information provided by ranked advisors. It should not be assumed that all advisor-based data is checked by Barron's.